Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oklahoma Life. Uh, I'm Brandon Hines, once again, across the way from me. Hey y'all, it's the Oklahoma wife, Vanessa. And uh, today we're going to be kind of just generally talking about um, a food truck idea that we have. And, uh, you know, a lot of it I think is just going to be us discussing a lot of this stuff for the first time and trying to pin down what it is exactly we're thinking about doing or we want to do, um, how we want to do it, why we want to do it, stuff like that. And, um, you know, we thought it'd be a good idea to put it on, on the air because, uh, you know, how we discuss things, people always say is different. You know, most people don't talk to each other the way we do. Um, <laughs> there's a good amount of time that, uh, you know, it's not always, you know, rainbows and everything else, but we do generally talk to each other differently. So, um, right, like five seconds ago, yeah. it wasn't rainbows and sunshine. No, no she was yelling at me. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I was not yelling ugly. at you. It's oh terrible. my gosh, whatever. Terrible. <laughs> so let's talk about the actual base level idea of what we were talking about, what we want to do. Uh, so we basically want to do a food trailer and get out of making money for other people and start making it for ourselves really. Right. Um, and I say that loosely. I mean, you know, we'll have to have investors or something else or banks or, or do something. Um, but you know, it's not, you know, if I work 60 hours a week or a thousand hours a week, uh, we don't make any more money, right? right. That, it doesn't do us any good. Right. Um, you know, the more hours I put in, technically, the less money I make. Um, and technically. We get out hour. of that. Yeah. yeah. We get out of that and, you know, it's like, oh, well, we open for more hours and make more sales and whatever, you know, it becomes a different game. So we've, we've talked about it before. The first time, you know, we talked about it, I didn't have a specific idea. We had the burger truck idea originally. Which yeah, I, I still like. it wasn't like. really super specific last no, time. Not no. quite as specific as this time. Right. You know. <clears throat> and then we uh, kind of transitioned, and I had the wing place idea mm -hmm. um, for another restaurant, because I don't think anybody has good wings. I've said that before. Yeah. Um, but now I think we're, we're seriously looking at the smoker trailer mixed in with um, just a full full layout little interior that will allow us to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we can do pretty much a lot of things. Um, and it's really just to maximize impact and value for the time that we have. So um, let's kind of start out um, with your thoughts on it over there. Because I know obviously mine. Um, so what is it that... You know yours, but nobody else knows yours. True. I mean, not nobody, but not everybody. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, um, and I don't want to just be that guy sitting here talking on the on the entire thing by myself. So, because uh, I could I could talk all day about it, but um, yeah. So you know, I mean, my thought is like you're already working a million hours. Right. I don't think you'll work less. <laughs> Fact. But I think it will be more enjoyable, and I'll be more involved. Sure. Um. You know, it'll kind of become a family thing, you know, when the probably not right now, no. <laughs> but in another year or so, you know, the girls will be at an age where I can bring them up and they can, mm -hmm. you know, sit in the back of the truck and do homework or play or whatever right. while we're working a lunch shift and then I can go and do stuff, right? you know, with the girls while you're prepping or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, um, 
I don't think that it's necessarily less hours or anything like that. Um, I, you know, reality is it's probably still going to be just like tomorrow. You know, I'm working, what, a 15-hour day again? Are you tomorrow? Sunday, yeah. Oh, tomorrow is Sunday, yeah. not Friday. <laughs> yeah, so Sunday's 15-hour day followed by... Yeah, every freaking being, Sunday. Yeah, so being back at 8 a.m. on Monday, so, I mean, it's not really any difference there. Yeah. Um, you know, but the biggest difference, I think, is that there's a little more predictability to what we're doing. Um, well, there's a lot more control. I was to about to say, there. most, I think mostly it's the control, you know, yeah. if, but at the same time, you know, I mean, we have to become like a reliable right. entity and, right. you know, that's, I sent you a link with what people um, wish they knew, yeah. what people wish they knew before they started. And one of the commenters on there had said that, um, you know, Vacations are far and few between, yada, yada, yada. They said, yeah. you become mm-hmm. part of people's day. Right. They Now, these people were selling chai tea in, like, San Interesting. Francisco. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, they said, you know, there's nowhere else in their area where you can get chai tea, like mm-hmm. authentic chai tea. Or so just they have, chai, because chai is actually tea. <laughs> Can't get good queso cheese nowhere. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> queso cheese dip is like <laughs> a thing on menus yeah, because people don't understand. Yeah, well, so obviously I don't understand the word chai very well. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway. Um, yeah, so my thought, generally speaking, is not so much just, um, you know, I think you and I talked about Let's let's start at the ground level, I guess, and we'll work our way back up. You know, is that big picture idea um, is really where things are stemming from, right? And I myself, you know, I really enjoy cooking for people. Um, I like having those, like, competition things that we do and, you know, have all these different events. But what makes it really honestly fun is that you can experiment a little bit. And you don't want to experiment so much that you get crazy. Right. Um, you want it to be edible. Right. <laughs> at least. Right. You know, but you want it craveable. So if there's something mm-hmm. that, that a menu item is missing at pretty much anywhere you work, you can't do anything about it. Right. 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 Like, very, very simply put, one of my favorite ones is when you're making a burger... If you salt and pepper your tomatoes that you put on that burger as you do it, mm-hmm. it's fucking fantastic. It literally I've literally makes never a huge done that impact. before and oh my god, why haven't I? Yeah, no, it makes a huge impact. I'm so, sure. Like, because then each item is delicious. Seasoned and fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things that, you know, when you have these ideas and you bring them up and you say, Hey guys, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. We should do this. Um, if you're working in a corporate restaurant or anything like that, they're like, look. That's not what we do here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, son of a bitch. Um, hmm. You know, or if you're, you know, like what we do right now. So I have a question mm-hmm. on that note. Would it be weird if I requested that at a restaurant? No. I think it'd be fine. <laughs> Most likely they wouldn't do it, though. Really? Yeah, they'd be like, you can just salt and pepper yourself. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, it comes down to the gonna server to being it able apart. to. Right. It's going to be the server being able to ring it in <clears> where people understand it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's the other thing is that, so let's jump back, and we'll jump back into that in a second. So the the big picture idea, more than anything else, is that, you know, you can really focus on making those small elements great, and you right. can actually make good food that people are going to want to, you know, come back for quite often. Right. You know, um, I think getting out of the corporate chain restaurants would actually improve overall quality of life for us. Oh, for sure. You know, because it's a live and die by, you know, people's reviews. And, you know, more often than not, I hate to say it this way, you'll get people that are fantastic and they're coming in and they're loving it and everything else. And those guys, you know, are, are I would say, 
you know, 95, 96% of your, your people are having a great time. Mm-hmm. But they don't leave a review. Right, right. right. Like, because people usually only leave bad reviews. Right. You know, so when the industry nowadays, how it operates, is it's based so heavily on reviews that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the corporate restaurant concept is like if somebody goes, oh, well, I went up there and they, you know, um, didn't have enough salt in the beans or something. The immediate response is buy them a free meal. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, what? Right. You know, people will leave a one star review to get the attention. Right. You know, and I, I hate that concept, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we, we talked about, like, one of the very first things I want to implement is a new variation to friends and family. Everybody has a club, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has a swipe card. Everybody has access to get in there or whatever, you know. And I, I don't really want to track people's information. I don't. Yeah, like that's, no. It's, it's already going to be a lot of work. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't have to worry about emailing you stuff. I don't want to have to worry about sending you out some kind of coupon. I don't want to worry about any of that kind of stuff. But what I would like is that to get to know people as we do that, right? And m- the very first step I think is instituting a very very basic level, like, hey, look, if you know my name, I'm going to give you five percent off. Mm-hmm. If I can remember yours. I'll match that 5%. So you get 10% off just for getting to know me. Yeah. Right? And how you get to know somebody is not just like, oh, dude, I saw your name online. Right, right. Right? It's like having a meaningful, you know, conversation. Like, hey, man, I've been coming up here for, you know, three or four days. I really appreciate the food. I think it's fantastic. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, and you introduce yourselves to each other and you talk, you know, and that kind of stuff. And what ends up happening is it kind of forces a word of mouth, um, you know, growth, Mm -hmm. you know, it's no longer go see the barbecue truck. It becomes go see Brandon at the barbecue truck. Yeah. You know, and that makes a huge impact. Um, you know, so I was just watching with uh, Franklin barbecue stuff down in, uh, Texas, probably the most well-known barbecue, you know, place, um, ever right now. Okay. Um, legitimately, you know, and what he was talking about, how they started, um, how he got the business off the ground more than anything else is that he started doing backyard barbecues, um, but not like, oh, hey, listen, I'm going to charge you guys or whatever. It'd be like, hey, guys, throw five bucks in and I'm cooking brisket tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And like the second or third year that he was doing it, you know, he was doing like two brisket or something. Um, there was a line around the block, <laughs> you know. And this is like his house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah legitimately and he was like people started queuing up and lying themselves i didn't have to do anything about it you know blah 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 and i'm like oh shit you know and the uh, setup he did was a small trailer um and they were just smoking you know um, i think he said two briskets a day or whatever and then three on the weekends or whatever and he was like all i had to do was sell to 15 people in a day mm-hmm. and then now he's the most famous barbecue dude like eight years later wow so it's pretty it's pretty fantastic um you know, so I think a lot of that though comes from like it's not just you know the the whatever. It's every time you talk about a barbecue place, it's the people that run it, you know, right. and they're passionate about it. Well, and really any restaurant, you know, you yeah. and I have talked about that before. The restaurants that we continually go to, they know our names. Yeah, we yeah, know some of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it's not just that we know their names <clears throat> and everything else, but like there's a legit connection that happens. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I hate to say it. That, you know, the the big pox restaurants, you mm-hmm. know, there's some that can get away with it and do it pretty well. Um, usually it's a very, very small handful of people, um, but it's they're designed not to take care of their people very well. Yeah. You know, they're they're absolutely designed to get the cheapest labor possible and not the best people in. You know, right. they're designed to 
Um, you know, for servers is a great example. You know, you want the best people, but your business isn't going to support, you know, the number of people you actually need, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's just, it's not designed well. I agree. So looking at the food truck idea, um, you cut out all of that, that extra stuff that you don't really need. Like, you know, if I'm going to be the face of the business, why not cook the food, sell the food, right? I'll, mm-hmm. be, I'll be that guy. That's fine. Um, well, I mean, in in a food truck, really, you have to. I mean, well, you, you don't do. have you're going to have right. You're going to have one to or staff two people it the way that right. you would a restaurant. Yeah, for sure. But then you take out like, okay, now I have to. So general restaurant, I got to worry what's happening with the hosts, what's happening with my servers. Mm-hmm. Servers can be anywhere from you know three or four to twelve to fifteen, you right, know, or more if you're some places. Um, but then you also got to worry once you get past that point to whether or not you have server assistants, what they're doing, whether you have bartenders and how many bartenders and what are they doing. And then, you know, take a step back. What's going on with the dish guys? What's going on with your, uh, you know, uh, server assistants? What's going on on your prep line? What's going on with your actual grill guy, your fry guy, your line guy? Um, what's going on with your to-go person? You know, you have, let's call it 20 moving parts at a time. That's, that's a low estimate. You know, call it 20 moving parts that you got to pay attention to. And then... You know, on top of that, it's like, okay, how is food quality? How is the execution to the tables? How is, you know, these things happening? And every time you add an element, something gets muddied down. Right. Right. So if I have, you know, 10 fingers and you give me 30 things to hold, I'm probably dropping shit. It's just the way it is, right? Um, So I think refocusing... The reason food trucks work so well, whenever they're actually... When they taste good and, and... I hate to say the basic idea is met. You know, food is consistent <laughs> and it tastes good. The reason they work so well is because they have a much smaller focus. Right. You yeah, know, for sure. If you ever notice, like, the really good restaurants have a small menu, mm-hmm. right? It's better to do five things really well than 50 things just okay. Well, and more expensive restaurants usually have a smaller menu. Yeah, that's why. And usually they taste better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because they're more focused. Yeah. You don't have to prep... 50 different things you have to prep 12 mm-hmm. you know whatever the answer is um so that's what a lot of it comes back to it's wanting to refocus not just the restaurant but i think our lives as well that's the reason i really want to get into it um is because when you're when you're working and following other people um if they don't know what they're doing it shows very quickly and it causes a lot of issues in the long term um you know you don't you don't have to worry about somebody else's um you know, whether the morality is good, whether or not their integrity is on point, anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, I get to worry about me, my food, and the people that are coming to see me. Cool. Right. I got this. You know, and that's that's what I've always been really good at. So, For sure. So that's the, the high-end picture. <laughs> yeah, you know, talking about the friends and family discount thing, I worry that I worry that it will be more difficult to connect with people from a food truck. I actually um, think it's easier. Just because I feel so awkward as the customer. Sure. Um, you know, because they're so high up and mm-hmm. I can usually barely hear them. And sure. So I'm like, how how will I be able to have conversations right. with people? I mean, I'm going to like have to get out of the truck kind to of. have conversations with people. Well, <laughs> so that was one thing I was thinking about. And if you get a good system, like the uh, square system that's out there is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, what... I would probably look at doing is setting it up on the wireless setup. 
um, and you actually, you know, would be able to go down if you have a crowd of people, take orders, put names in, whatever, get to know people, crowd mm-hmm. surf, whatever you want to oh, call it. Oh, yeah. And then the tickets still print inside the uh-huh. truck. So the food is oh, being made that's or whatever. Smart. So one person is being the face of the brand while the other two people are actually cooking and serving it. Yeah. And that frees up space in the truck as well. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a good idea. We hadn't talked about that. I know. That's why. Yeah. Oh. So, so what other <laughs> questions you got? Um, so, hmm. I, so I know, especially after reading some of the information from that link that I sent you about, Mm -hmm. you know, what people wish they would have known. I, I was, I was really hoping that it would kind of free up some more time because right now, you know, we don't really see you. Oh yeah. Except your days off. Yeah. Um, I lose those in a food truck. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think that we could probably still have some days off. Sure. You know, I mean, especially if people know, okay, you're not close, you're not open on right. Mondays or Wednesdays or sure. whatever, you know, right. I, uh, then, I mean, because we have to have a life. <laughs> I mean, we have a house, you know, sure, like, sure. we have to maintain it. <laughs> so I. Well, I think, though, the difference between, you know, um, just adding hours in and actually what we'd be doing in a food truck. Yes, my hours would not shorten. They'd most likely lengthen somewhat. I don't know how much. Um, You know, it it depends on what we're making and when we're making it. You know, um, me getting up before the kids get up or whatever and go to a place and start selling, you know, like I said, I think the the best thing to do is actually make a good breakfast that's cheap, that's not full of bullshit, like, you know, pretty much anywhere you go get food yeah breakfast. there's not really there's i mean you could do like first watch but first watch is a sit-down restaurant right there's no quick breakfast places um, no, if it is it's not you know it's... gas station food which yeah. you know don't get me wrong I'm, I'm a quick trip fool but um you know <laughs> well, but theirs is still not necessarily it's it's know, not really that great it's not scratch no no, no not at know? all you know, I think that's that's the basic level. So if you can get out and get your, your base level set up as you're going and, you know, get your, your breakfast crowd in. It doesn't have to be huge. Um, you know, but how long does it take to really make pancakes? Like two minutes, maybe three minutes actually on the griddle? Uh, for yeah. a pancake, something like that? Yeah, something like you that. Know, so, I mean, if you came in, you stopped, and it's like five minutes to get yourself pancakes. And, uh, you know, you could you could like small batch cook i wouldn't huge batch cook batch cook eggs but you could small batch cook eggs and hold them hot a little bit um and then you could smoke sausages the day before and just make sure that they're they're hot on the grill you know do mm-hmm. a slice job and all that kind of stuff um you could make some pretty fantastic breakfast pretty quickly yeah for um sure. and you know the cost of eggs isn't much you know no. your, your pancakes are literally almost nothing as well uh, most of your costs would come from the sausage if you did sausage. But mm-hmm. you can make a quick little grab-and-go style breakfast that they could eat, you know, whenever or whatever. Really simple setup. Pancake dipped sausage sticks. Sure. Bam. Either way. So um, have you ever had those? No. You've never had the pancake wrapped sausage? Mm, not really. No. Oh, it's Where are they so from? good. Uh, I don't know, like frozen. Oh, yeah. There's like frozen ones. terrible. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, those aren't like the best, but don't do you ever like have a bite of sausage link yeah, and of pancake? No. Yeah, so I mean, dipping it in the pancake batter right. and then frying it, oh, so good, so good, and that would be so easy to eat in the car, little poppers on the road. It's on a stick. You put it in a cup with some sauce, yeah. sauce, syrup, whatever. Either way, either <laughs> way, you know. But then, 
the the tricky part here, like we were talking about, is let's say you get breakfast done and then you transition into getting your smoker rolling or whatever, and you're making these, you know, half chickens or you're making sausage, you're making ribs, you know, whatever. They take three to five hours, something like that. So mm-hmm. you can um, probably even start those before you actually start your breakfast roll, which would probably be the best way to roll. Um, and, you know, you have to do a little bit of maintenance here and there, keeping your fire hot and what have you. But, you know, get it rolling, transition straight into lunch. Um, once again, lunch, make it affordable. I talked about doing those little box meal sets. That'd be fantastic. Mm -hmm. If you could do like a, uh, you know, little pulled pork slider, two ribs and, uh, you know, a side of your choice, fries, chips, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, can of soda, whatever. You could keep it affordable, six, eight, you know, seven, something in that range. Could be really fantastic. Be really easy to, you know, do a quick little bag lunch and like, boom, 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 boom. Here Mm -hmm. you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would much rather have that than, you know, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, whatever you don't sell for that point, you roll into for dinner. And if you don't, you know, if you sell out of everything, you don't have anything left, cool, you did your job. You've mm-hmm. been eco-friendly, you're ready to rock. So I think there's a lot of options to do it. And one of the things I was thinking about, you know, I don't really want to do a dedicated menu, which I really like. Um, I've been thinking about this a little bit more. Um, if I have a dedicated menu, there's there's pluses and there's minuses, right? So it it closes the door on some creativity. It does, but you also lose that ability to have the same stuff for people every day. Well, I mean, not necessarily. Right. right. I mean, you can always some have, stuff, but you if know. you're smoking meat, like you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you're always gonna have the staple. You know, I should always have ribs available and stuff. Right. Um, ribs, brisket, that should yeah. always be available. But yeah, I but mean, I don't want to do... You could add some salmon sometimes. Right. And and that's the answer is sometimes. Right. You know, if salmon goes up to an ungodly amount and I go, hey, listen, the salmon I used to charge you five bucks for is now 14, you're like, yeah, I don't want that. Right, like, exactly. You know, I, I don't want to put that on the menu. You know, so I, I really like the idea of doing a floating menu setup um, where, you know, uh, you know, having a chalkboard or something on the side that we just write out there, hey, this is what we're doing today or whatever. Um, is a really cool way to do it. And that way, if something does change, you know, if the menu, we get some feedback and we want to change something and we want to add something or, hey, listen, nobody likes having these on there and everybody's asking for not having them on there, then I don't have to re-decal the truck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think... Because how many trucks have, you know, the Their entire... menu on there, yeah. 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 I really like the chalkboard menu. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. Even if you have, you know, the same stuff most days you could just mm-hmm. leave it up there but i think sure. that's you know but you can adjust it yeah and it's still attractive i mean yeah. you know that's not something that's gonna fade or anything mm-hmm. like that a lot of the trucks that i've been to you know their menus on there but it's faded right or it's like peeling it looks crappy yeah it's just i feel like a chalkboard would still look nice mm-hmm. and i mean we can repaint that really easily yep. and you know yeah. We could have the girls draw pictures on it on the bottom, <laughs> and enough. then it would be real cute, and people would be like, "Oh, their kids are involved. We yeah, gotta right. go to the barbecue truck and see Brandon and Vanessa and Emmy, right. Lizzie, and Evie." Right, exactly. <laughs> so I think there's there's a lot to be gained from something like that, but there's not a specific, um, you know, when you don't have a specific menu that's only these certain things on these certain days, um, you gain freedom, but you lose, you know, the. Uh, predictability yeah yeah but i mean i think the predictability is just good food yes absolutely you know and that's one of those things that's really cool too though is that if you know you're if you're staying stagnant and you're always doing the same thing 
um, eventually people get bored of it. Yeah, and there are always those people that go to a restaurant often enough mm-hmm. that they don't always get the same thing. Yeah, me. Yeah, so I mean, me, we don't we don't really eat out very often, and we're about to eat out even less, sure. like ever. Um, sure. So <laughs> I always, I mean, I'm always craving a certain something from wherever mm-hmm. we're going, and that's why we go there is because I'm like I'm craving such and such. Right. So. You know, but there are a lot of people that don't ever get the same thing. And so mm-hmm. those are the people that, you know, are going to love, you know, hey, we were feeling like we should cook some gumbo today with our right. smoked sausage and smoked chicken that we had left over from yesterday. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, here's our homemade, our, our house made gumbo. Which would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know. That's why I said it. That's yeah, good moves. <laughs> um, I think so, some of that comes from today. I made a spatchcock. Um, smoked um, chicken. I've or actually been thinking about gumbo needing to be in our truck. Actually, like mm. I've already been thinking about that, but having our own smoked sausage and our own smoked chicken yeah. would make it even better. Easily. Yeah, for sure. You know, so that that again, you know, just comes back down to that basic level. This is what I think would be smart, and this is the way I think it should be done. And I think the food truck idea is going to continue to grow because as land prices get more expensive. As you know, labor prices continue to get more expensive. Um, we're going to continue to see that downward trend of restaurants. You know, most restaurants are trending in the negatives right now for mm-hmm. for same restaurant sales. Um, it's it's a pretty heavy trend in the negative. It's not just um, oh, you know, sales are are not doing great. It's like they're you know either losing money or they're making less money than the previous years, and that's been year over year so far. Right. Um, well, the overhead is so high, and yeah, and the food costs so much more to make nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's getting more expensive to go eat. You know, and that's one of those things. Like, if you have the right atmosphere, it's fine. You know, you're gonna everybody's gonna go out to those places that are great for you know like. You know, if we say McNelly's, mm-hmm. McNelly's will stay in business. Yeah. There's no doubt McNelly's will stay in business. Alpha Gone will, will stay, stay in business. Because you know? they really get to know their people right. and they have great food. It's, I mean, every time I've ever been there, mm-hmm. it's been delicious. Yeah. Um, but like Lone Star just closed down in Owasso. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Applebee's took a major crash. Yeah. Um, you know, all those those big chain restaurants are the ones that are, are starting to find their way out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Logan's closed down how many? And then they merged with... Yeah, uh, Old Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. You know, and there's certain places that will always do well. Um, but most... IHOP. <laughs> IHOP will do great for most of the time. If yeah. they don't do another IHOP thing. <laughs> um, that House of Burgers thing was a terrible decision. Yeah, wasn't um, that just for like one day or something? Uh, it was just, it was a marketing ploy. Yeah. Um, they changed their Twitter handle and everything and people flip shit. Uh-huh. Um, not a great move. So. <laughs> um, so yeah. So what other what other things do we want to talk about on this one? I mean, we could talk all day about, you know, menu choices. We could talk all day about, um, you know, how, how we would actually operate it. But um, realistically, I think it's the passion that really matters and making sure that you care about the food and, and you know you actually want to spend time getting there you know um yeah so so she's got a I'm, business plan I was about out. to say I'm looking at this business plan right now and I'm looking to see what we haven't already talked about okay so um really I think we've hit on most of these things oh you know something I was looking at was uh uh, in that link that I sent you mm-hmm. that I've mentioned yep. a few times, 
they were talking about um, how much of their time is spent not cooking, not being oh, yeah. in the truck, you know, social media marketing, things like that. I think sure. that that stuff would probably be what I would be spending more of my time doing. Probably. Um, because, I mean, I'm not a bad cook. I'm a pretty decent cook. Right. And, you know, fairly capable. I'm not super efficient. Mm. I haven't worked in a restaurant kitchen before. Right, right. Um, you know, there there's a lot of room for me to learn right. a lot of those things. But I think, you know, with the kids and all of that. Yeah, that's you know, not I really going to be your focus anyways. Yeah. Huh? The the inside of the kitchen is not really going to be your focus. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm going to be the one answering emails and getting things Probably. booked. Um, so that's the other thing that, that I think we, we talked about a little bit. Yeah. That we should the events on. versus finding a spot to park. Right. So one of the brilliant, brilliant pieces of having a food truck is that you are a catering business. You are a actual, you know, location for people to go and visit. You are, you know, a, a private event set up. Um, you know, you can do weddings. You can really do basically anything that people are willing to pay you for. Right. You know, if if somebody wants you to smoke twenty turkeys, then cool, I'll smoke twenty turkeys. Right. Um. You know, it, it it's one of those things that it is a full professional kitchen in a very small scale, so uh-huh. space becomes a problem. Sure. For um, sure. But everything else is, is definitely doable. So it's you know you have a, it's kind of like those tiny homes kind of idea. You know. It's, yeah. There's not a lot of storing food. Right. You know. Keeping... So it's gonna be fresh. You yeah, know, I don't have a freezer that that we can. Oops, I ordered too much. We got to keep it here for six months. It's like, nope, we're gonna have to do something with this. Yeah, you know. So that's the other benefit of it. But what I really like is, you know, if you if you have a company that puts a restaurant in a bad location, it will fail. For There's sure. no doubt that it will fail. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's one of the biggest issues people run into all the time. They find a great building that uh, you know was previously a restaurant. Hey, that's cue number one that it's gonna fail. Yeah. Um. You know. Oh, this was previous restaurant. No. There were four restaurants here before. Yeah. It's already set up. Right. Terrible um. decision. <laughs> um, the other thing you run into is that, um, you know, you have this huge overhead and everything else that goes with one of those places. Mm-hmm. So if you can get out of that and like, oh, hey, listen, this location, we're not seeing a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of cars passing. I can move. Yeah, right. It doesn't have, I don't have to remodel a new restaurant. Well, I can literally go somewhere else. So I don't know if you've looked into it yet or not, but mm, what about. One? What? No, go ahead. No. No permits. Mm. Yeah, so the permits are based at the cities. Um, Not all of them are based city. Some are county, but most of them are Mm city-based. And uh, depending on what kind of event you're doing, um, if you're just going to have a general, you know, I'm selling food all the time from this one location, it's a different permit than if you're doing a special event permit. Um, There's different permits for different things, yeah. So they all have associated costs. So, but... uh... If we chose to park, you know, I mean, do we have to be in a parking lot? Not specifically. Okay. Um, so, I mean, some states you can't sell, like, from the side of the road. Sure. So. Um, I mean, when you say parking lot, it's a very broad term. Um, if it's on, you know, commercial property and it is, you know, a certain business's spot, um, then we still have to have a city permit to sell food, mm-hmm. but we have to have that owner's you know permission. If mm-hmm. it's something that's like a public location, then you have to have the city's approval to do mm-hmm. it. Um, so depending on where that truck is, is going to answer what permit you need. Okay. So really, we just need like a thousand permits. <laughs> Not specifically. <laughs> what we need is 
um, a really good place to start with, and then you move through um, to your catering points and you come back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, hey guys, we're going to be gone on Tuesday. We're doing a catering event over here or whatever. We'll be back on Wednesday. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that's where your social media comes into play. Make sure people are aware and yeah. be able to push that out. And then, um, you know, if you're actually running it from that location pretty regularly and you're not there, people are going to take notice. Right. Um, you know, so you definitely want to communicate that out as early as possible. So that's a lot of just comes back down to planning. Um, you, the more money you spend on things like permits that you're not actually actively using, mm-hmm. just throwing away money. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Um, it just, I, if, if we were moving then, sure. you know, it yeah. sounds like that would require more. Yeah. You, you definitely want to make sure that you, you find a good spot and that you're getting good traffic and all that kind of stuff. So if you need to move, cool, definitely move. Um, but don't just move for the sake of moving, you know? Oh, right. No, for sure. Yeah. If I can't find the truck in town and I know I want something from it, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think having a website with a calendar Mm -hmm. and having our location on the calendar would be good because there have been a couple times that I was looking for a truck and I went to their website and they didn't have anything on the calendar Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find it. You know, it like they're they're well, even just a simple facebook page is fine well yeah but i mean it said you know oh we operate on such and such days and so i went to go find where they were mm-hmm. and i couldn't find any information you know it was yeah. really unclear and i i didn't like that so i mean you know i would definitely have it probably just on every platform right. well um, and it's not even a bad idea just to you know do a daily post from where you're set up and mm-hmm. showing what's going on and all that kind of stuff yeah for and, sure um, the more you can be on fun- somebody's feed, the better off you're going to be. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then it's always fun for people to see and, you mm-hmm. know. Right. Because we've talked, we haven't talked yet, but I mean, we've talked, you and I, a lot about trying to build a community and, mm-hmm. you know, using using this in a, such a way that it will build into the community. Right. And, you know, make make it a better place. Yeah, and, and, you know, that it sounds very simple in theory, but what it needs to be, I think the the food, the uh, business plan I put up, I can't read it from this angle, um, but if you just want to read that opening line, I mean, that's really the idea. You really can't. Uh, I have to go over here. Can you read it from there? Barely. Here, let me can turn. You, I'll turn everything. No, no, no. Here, if you'll zoom in, I, I can it. read it. No, no it's okay. Blind. I need to talk more. That's fine. It says, good food made by good people. When you have excellent barbecue, it becomes more than just a meal. It becomes an experience. We aim to be a family-run food experience on wheels that's crave-worthy and has a backyard family picnic feel hosted by that one uncle who is an awesome cook. We plan to offer a variety of food from breakfast or dinner, smoked sausage, double stack, you know, double stack of buttermilk pancakes all the way through real wood smoked ribs and handmade potato salad, even to double stacked jalapeno cheddar burgers. Um, so the idea of the very, very basic level there is the good food made by good people. And we want that family picnic feel. We want people to show up, um, know who's cooking, know what's going on, understand that, you know, Hey man, you know, how are you today? How's the family? How's the kids? Blah, 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 blah. Not just in a passing, but like an actual, you know, we care about this place. Yeah. Yeah. And we care about the people that are coming and we, you know, we want to make their day better. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that, you know, uh, you and I have talked about this before, and I, I, you know, tell this to people all the time when I'm in this industry. I have a different background. I've been in the industry for a long time, you know, significantly long time. But then I was also in the military. Um, I had the opportunity to keep doing the military thing or whatever. And then when I chose to get back into restaurants, 
Um, it's because it's one of the few industries that you can actually make somebody's day better after they come and see you. You know, if you go to Walmart, your day's not better. It's just not going to happen. You yeah. Know, you'll get that thing you needed, awesome, cool, whatever. Um, you know, even if, like, I've gone out and bought TVs, but then I still have that, like, anxiety of, like, fuck, I bought a goddamn TV. <laughs> um, you know, but, like, when you go to a restaurant and you have a great experience and the food is awesome, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're, you know, in a food coma and it's so fantastic yeah. or what have you. Um, that makes all the difference in the world. Your day is better. You know, For the, sure. if, if you have a bad experience, it stands out significantly, you know, but whenever you have this like nameless, faceless, big box restaurant that, you know, your server doesn't really care or they maybe do care, but you know, they have nine other tables they don't have time for you or mm-hmm. whatever that this, it always sucks. Yep. You know, now if you have, if you can go direct to the source and say, Hey, listen, man, you know, this food was, you know, knob to par, you know, let's talk. Um, you know, I'd be more willing to listen. Right. You know, I think that's the difference. And it's, um, you know, hopefully every food that goes out is, is trademarked fantastic. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're the one putting it out. So it's going to be up to your standards. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I mean, you're probably going to be tasting every piece of meat that comes off that smoker. Only because I'm a fat kid. (laughs) Quality control. Yeah, that too. And so you're not going to be putting out anything that's not Mm -hmm. you know tasty good so you just you lose that control when you're in a corporate right and you have to pay restaurant you know 10 bucks an hour to some kid you know that doesn't really care Mm -hmm. um they don't they don't care how the food goes out right um even if you get somebody who does care you got to pay them way more than you can afford so Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense yeah exactly yeah i mean there was the one place that you had worked at for Mm -hmm. a little while that uh, you had said, you know, was half the food that went out was way too saucy and the other half was totally undersauced. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, and that's just that inconsistency is mm-hmm. something that you lose control of when yep. you're not doing it. But when right. you are going to have such a small team. Right. And that's that's the thing is I think that smaller team <coughs> creates better food. You know, well, and probably better morale. I oh, mean, for sure. You get to actually have fun with people. Assuming you get, well, get along well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be worse, I guess. But Right. Um, yeah, and I think that, I mean, there's definitely that aspect of having fun that if you can focus on having the right people in the truck with you, then it's no longer work. It's it's making food with your buddies. Right. You know, and that's all the difference in the world. Right. You know, and that's well, really and what I want. You would have less, less unnecessary mm-hmm. uh paperwork and tasks put upon you for sure you know <laughs> yeah, it's <a> fact. you <laughs> you would have complete control of you know i mean obviously there are a lot of things that you're gonna have to do mm. that you know for just legal reasons or whatever right but the unnecessary stuff that's somebody had this great idea that's mm-hmm. not working well but you've got to do it anyway because you're in their restaurant yes you know you mm-hmm will lose all of that right and even if there's you know a better way or you know i always hate saying like take the shortcuts or anything like that because i definitely don't want people taking shortcuts um but what you find out very quickly is that you know there are a lot of extra steps and some things that don't need extra steps right um there are more direct ways to get it done yes absolutely you know and that that is always a problem you know and, and i think that comes back to the control situation is that i think for me personally you know I've been doing it long enough. I understand it well enough. Like what I do is I, you know, right now is a great example. We have line checks, right? Mm-hmm. And the line check is very, very simple. Um, you have a whole lot of food right now on a steam well that's being kept warm. And you're supposed to go through, taste every item, temperature check every item. Uh-huh. 
in theory, it's great. Yeah. Right. The the thing that they don't account for is the amount of time that you actually have available for you, um, and you know just the realistic like I can on site just by looking at something tell you whether it's good or not. Okay. Right. Like I know if those mashed potatoes are old and they need to be thrown out. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't take me temperature checking it and tasting it to tell you that. Right. That's just right. straightforward. Like those. Do you have a form that you're supposed to fill out? Yes. Ah. That has. So there's one for every station. Um, so that means there's six of them, roughly. Um, and each of them have somewhere there about 50 items. So it's 300 things, give take. What? And you're supposed to do this every shift? Yeah. Well, you're supposed to do it four times a day. So it's, it's yeah. So I mean, 1,200 items to check. Literally again. take. Yeah, it takes what, too long. Yeah. An hour? Um, yeah, to I mean. To write all that down. To ta- temperature yeah. change. To chem- Tim check. Yeah. Yes. Everything. Yeah. It takes a long time. Yeah. You know, but it, it's one of those things that when you've been doing it, you can quickly tell like, yeah. okay, I need to switch this out. I need to switch this out. Mm-hmm. Okay. This looks good. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Why do I need to write that down? Because not everyone is like you. Sure. But. That check is there for, for the other idiots. people. Yes. I get that. Um, and that's, that's the issue I run into is that, you know, with me being in the industry and knowing what's going on. Um, I know the standards. I know what they need to be done. I know how the food needs to go out. Mm-hmm. And with that knowledge, there should be, you know, a little bit more um, focus on, you know, hey, listen, are you sending out crap food? No. Now, if we're sending out bad food and you're getting complaints and things, cool, absolutely. Let's let's go balls to the wall and make you check. Yeah, but when a you have a day. how many restaurants? Fifty three. When you have. 53 restaurants when you have 10 restaurants when you have five restaurants you have to have the same standards for everyone because not everyone has 18 years Mm -hmm. of experience something like that Yeah, 17 years sure math 18 18 years of experience (laughs) sure let's go with it you're 15 right and you're Uh, 14 and a half but i was a buster so sure take that yeah so 18 years yeah not everybody has 18 years of experience right so, and sometimes the people that do have that much experience, it wasn't necessarily good experience. Sure. So, you know. Again, I, mean, I, I understand the concept behind it. I get it completely. Yeah. It's just another reason to get out of somebody else's business. Right. <laughs> it's it's not furthering my career by doing checklists. Right. For sure. You know, I'm not making more money because I do a thousand checklists. No. Right. That's you know, true. Now. On the flip side of that, you know, I do want those um, quality control points that need to be paid attention to. And, you know, if, if I'm training somebody, I'm going to spend the time. Like, we don't have a kitchen training program in my restaurant. Like, really? Yeah, there's no training program. There's no training hours. We're not even allowed. We don't have hours to train. If I need to train somebody, I have to short staff my restaurant. Wow. How fucked up is that? That's crazy. Yeah. Do they know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I bring it up. Every time I see my boss. Uh, um, every single time. So is that why you've been... I, I heard I overheard a conversation about mm. training and cross-training people. and Yeah. Well, I'm trying to make sure everybody's cross-trained. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want everybody cross-trained because it, it makes more sense. Oh, yeah, so for sure. Something so everybody can fill in and everybody can jump back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Well, and if, you, if you're done and you see somebody struggling, you're not just like, well, sucks for him. You yeah. know, I don't know how to do that job. Sorry, buddy. Right. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. You it know, makes bl- for a better team. Right. Exactly. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of stuff just doesn't make any sense. And, again, that's the reason, you know, I, I think it makes more sense for me to get in and, and do my own thing. 
beautiful because I don't have to worry about hitting an arbitrary target on labor numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say arbitrary because it literally is arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I need to train somebody, I want to make sure that I'm training them right. Right. You know, not I have to short staff over here so I can train this guy. Right. You know, like I have to make their I have to make the restaurant run worse. Yeah. To get somebody trained. Yeah. Makes sense. Not at all. Total sense. You know. Um, and that's that's one of the fun things. There's a report out recently that was talking about, you know, the more successful restaurants out there um, actually have higher labor percentages. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Don't short staff your restaurant. Yep. Yeah. So um, anyways, let's uh, kind of move on. I don't know what else you got. Hmm. Let's see. So... She's like, I wasn't prepared to answer a question or ask a question, (laughs) either one. Uh, Well, I just, you know, I just, I think we've talked about everything basically. Mm. So, I mean, we haven't talked about names, but I don't know if we want to talk about names. No, not specifically. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because I'm terrible at it. Oh, whatever. Um, I mean, because we've talked about marketing. We've talked about the kind of cuisine. Mm -hmm. Um, We started, we started working on our sauce tonight. Yeah. We didn't get very far. That's, so that's something <laughs> we can talk about. It's really interesting. Um, so we we were talking, one of those things that is, you know, there are barbecue places here in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, you have um, Billy Sims, you have the Oklahoma Joe's thing, you have all that kind of stuff. Um, but when somebody tries to describe what Oklahoma barbecue is, it's everything that's not. Yeah. Right. It's not Kansas City barbecue. It's not Texas barbecue. It's not, you know, the Carolina, Carolina barbecue or whatever. You know, but when you say, okay, well, what is it? It's a hybrid fusion of those things or whatever. Is and that what it says? I mean, that's just one of the things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't want to go out there and say, like, I'm going to change the face of barbecue. Because <laughs> um, I don't think I have that kind of power um, within me. And if I do, um, Please don't unleash it. Um, <laughs> but I really think, you know, it, it would be nice to help define some of that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, having a sauce that is, you know, really geared at the flavor profile of people here locally would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily say it has to be this. It has to be that, you know. But, you know, our our taste here versus in, you know, the Carolinas or, or even Kansas City mm-hmm. where it's a big city or whatever, um, it's different. You know, yeah. we have a different palate set. That's for sure. And I think that if we can get a sauce to match our palates, I think it'd be better, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, some places always have that, uh, oh, this is our rib sauce and this is our steak sauce and this is our this sauce and this is our fry sauce and... You know, I don't want to go that crazy with it. I don't want to have 38 sauces. No, I was about to say, I hate places that have too many sauces. Yes. I, I'm all for, like, hot sauces and supplemental sauces one, or whatever. Because, for one, often, most of them aren't very good. Right, right. Two, there's just too many choices. I don't sure. want that many choices. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm disappointed if I wanted a certain sauce and they don't have it. Sure. So then I'm like, okay, what are your other sauces? Must not be ranch. <laughs> um you know but i I only i only love my ranch true i do like some other ranches right hideaway has pretty good ranch mazio's has good ranch Mm -hmm. those are the only two that i'm like ooh, i would like to have their ranch if i'm going out somewhere so you know i think the uh 
it's got to have versatility. It's got to have, we talked about those four basic sets. It's got to have a little bit of a um, acidic bite. It's got to mm-hmm. have a little bit of sweetness to it. It's got to have a little bit of spice to it. Um, and it's got to be thick enough that it can stick to things. And it's sticky. Yeah, not just, just you know, drizzle is a good word that, that is okay for some sauces. But for ours, it doesn't make any sense. I want to be able to dip it with a fry, mm-hmm. you know, so you need that thick consistency. I don't want it to fall off. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really like Billy Sims barbecue sauce. It's too thin. I like the flavor. Yes. I'm sorry I wasn't specific enough again. Yeah, I, I, I don't like, like the flavor of their sauce, but it is thin. Yep. And I feel like, I feel actually like the sauce that you get in the store in the little cups is probably thicker, is thicker than yeah. the bottle that you buy. And I've bought the bottle at the store and at Walmart, and they're the same. Yeah. I thought maybe the store just had, you know, um, and that's that's the other thing sauce. though is that you're when you're getting those pre-made sauces like that because mm-hmm. it's a franchise set, you know. Yeah. You get all the other junk in it. You know, I want to keep it. Yeah. I want it to be a good sauce that's not Xantham gum or any of right. that shit. Well, and know? it's gonna be made, you know, every few days. Or or less, depending or less, on how much yeah. yeah. Depending well, and depending on how much space mm-hmm. we have to yeah. store anything. I mean, true, it might be made fresh daily, and so it's going to taste better. Anyway, Absolutely, you know. Yeah, I think sauce always melds better a day, so it's probably made fresh yeah. yesterday. True, true, <laughs> personally. True. But it's not. It's not out of a bottle. It's not stored. It's not been preserved. Right. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with preserving food. Well, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, what really hit it on the head is actually. Uh, so I guess there's two things that always stand out to me in this one here. Um, like the first one is there's that Bud Light commercial. It's like the um, you know medieval times kind of commercials mm-hmm. for Bud Light. Um, and there was the wizard. I don't know if you've seen this commercial. Nope. The wizard is like, I figured out how to make it last indefinitely, and he goes, Why would I want to do that? I want to drink it. And he was like, But you could save it. You could hold on to it. He was like, why? I'm going to drink. Can I drink it right now? And he was, well, I guess you could. <laughs> you know, and that's the same kind of idea is that for me, it makes more sense to make it to use it. Yeah. You know. Well, I guess, you know. I mean, I'm, obviously, we're not a big box and we're not trying to, yeah. you know. Well, get, I'm just thinking as I'm I'm thinking like personally. Yeah. I want to. I want a garden big enough to. <laughs> Host all of that? Well, we'll see no. Oh, well, that I mean, that would be cool <laughs> for like. Having our own tomato sauce, like this, to, this yeah. barbecue sauce is from tomatoes from our, our garden. garden. Yeah, yeah, like this is the the restaurant's garden, yeah, you know, right. and that would be so cool. It would be, but like winter. Um, I mean, you, I'm not. No, opposed. no, no. You yeah. preserve them yeah, yeah. from the summer, I got you. or we have a greenhouse. Sure. And have so the other all year, and right. they could just be totally fresh. That would be so cool. The other uh, standout piece that I was thinking about, though, um, Bruce Lee has a quote that's pretty pretty widely attributed to him. That's, uh, I don't fear the man who's practiced a thousand kicks. I I fear the man who's practiced one kick a thousand times. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know, I I, you know, when when you spend the time and you focus and you do one thing really well. Um, I think that makes more sense. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we need to do with a sauce whenever we're talking about it. You know, one really good sauce is a lot better than, you know, a thousand okay sauces. For sure. So. Yeah. I mean, I kind of would like to have some variations. Sure. You know, and I was thinking about something along those lines of actually having sauce additives that people Mm -hmm. can do on their own. 
um you know having a few jars set up or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah this is your thai chili you can mix in it's pretty freaking fantastic Mm -hmm. and there's this you can mix in it's pretty fantastic um but this is the sauce yeah i was just thinking like in the summer it would be cool to have you know a porter peach inspired sauce Sure. You know, and that I think would be a different story if you're doing it with a specific food. A seasonal too. thing. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I mean, there, you know, there's nothing wrong of, with doing a specific sauce of, for a specific dish. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of like just brown sugar, it could be smoked, you know, peaches, brown yeah. sugar covered peaches. Sure. And that's where you're getting all your sweetness from. Right. And that would be, that just sounds so good. Right. I mean, I'm not opposed uh. to that either, but. You know, moving on. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I d- also don't want it to be just a smoker truck. And I think the smoker truck is is a huge part of it. And I think having the smoked sausages and then doing ribs and brisket and stuff are always a definitely a good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also want to make sure that, you know, we have access to do like really good burgers and really mm-hmm. good, um, you know, other other entree items that people you can... You do make really good burgers. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, not like I planned an entire burger menu. While yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that a lot of that comes back down to um, being able to fit a wider array of people. Um, right. You know, because the smoke is going to bring them in, but they may not, you know, look at something and go like, you know what? Smoke smelled good. I don't really want the riz, but, you know, I wish they had blah, you know. And being able to be a little more uh, flexible on things would be good as well. Um, you know, I think lunches, you know, we talked about doing the smoke goods, but, you know, a burger, fries, and a drink, you know, are pretty much a go-to anywhere. But if you had, you know, a non-processed burger, you know, with actual fresh lettuce and all that kind of stuff that didn't come out of a bag and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fries are actually good fries and then, you know, whatever, um, it's easier to you know, to, to say, yeah, look, that's what I want. Right. You know, and especially like if, if you can make the burgers, not just delicious and what have you, um, but just unique enough or they're accessible, but they're not just a normal cheeseburger. Right. You know, like I was talking about making my own bacon, mm-hmm. you know, cause you can do, you can cure your own bacon, whatever you can smoke it yourself or what have you. And then thick slice it and, you know, thick slice it well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, you remember that one time we went to that uh, butcher place and I got the bacon from there and I was cooking and mm-hmm. the entire house smelled fantastic. Yes. That's kind of the way that I think that makes more sense, you know. So um, it's got to have, it's got to be good, number one. It's got to have good flavor, number two. Um, but it has to be, you know, something you feel good about getting and going like, you know what, that was fantastic. And I didn't pay $1,000 for mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, well, and you know, something else that I think, I don't know if it's really hitting right now, hmm. on, but something I was just thinking about that I hadn't thought about before just now was, you know, when you buy from a food truck, mm-hmm. you're supporting somebody for sure, like directly, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, yes, a lot of restaurants, especially the smaller restaurants, you know, you're supporting somebody directly that way, but right. you're so much more directly supporting somebody from a food truck mm-hmm. than you are, you know, going to Applebee's. I mean, yeah, for sure. sure, you'll be supporting your server by tipping them. Yeah, but them. you're really supporting a board of directors. Yeah, I mean... You know, where one guy makes, you know... Way too A thousand money. times <laughs> what your, your kitchen guy makes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so... You know, and that, like, that's a great example, though, you know... In my restaurant right now, you know, we have a line on our P&L, which a P&L is profit and loss statement. You right. know, it's uh, very basic. It's, you know, whatever budget is set and then how you compare to that budget. Mm-hmm. 
and in the restaurant industry, they make sense if you're trying to pay people out, which is awesome. Um, they don't make sense if your budgets are all bullshit. Um, you know, if it just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, like electricity is a great example. We spend about two and a half thousand dollars a month on electricity. Mm-hmm. I'm budgeted like twelve hundred dollars. They're like, oh, you sh- you should work on cutting your electric bill. How? Right. There's nothing I can do to cut the electric no. bill. No, you can't turn lights off behind yourself. Right. Because you got to have the lights on all the time. Surprise. What on earth? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, so we miss we you know we're out you know however much that is and stuff like that. So you lose How? all these different things. But my point was going to be that <laughs> I know it's it's ridiculous. I know. Well, I just I just would think that seeing you know say a year. Mm-hmm. Of electric bills. Right. Oh, look, we really need to adjust our budget for this. Sure. We need to change. Right. But when you have that <coughs> on a line item that uh, affects somebody's bonus and whatever, it's easier not to pay them out if, if you can make them miss on purpose. Mm, yeah, true. Um. Anyway, see, that's again, that's that corporate greed bullshit. Um, but we have a line item that, you know, is um, it basically it's calls an admin expense um, that we pay back to corporate office. Um, and it's multiple thousand dollars, but every time I've asked, I'm like, Hey, you know, you guys are already taking our profit or, you know, the loss at the end of the day, whatever's at the bottom of that sheet, you guys get right. That goes directly back to you guys. That doesn't go to my pocket. That doesn't go to anybody here. You know, if we make $15,000, you guys get that $15,000, right? That's where that goes. But there's a line item that's like anywhere between five and $10,000, that also goes to miscellaneous admin expenses to corporate office. Hmm. Why? What? Yeah. So so it's like you're paying them to, your restaurant is paying money to them mm-hmm. for random things they may or may not be doing for your restaurant? Not just for my restaurant. They just It just goes to pay money to them. But then they also get the profit on so the back So it's like you paying your dues or something i mean sure you know and I've, i keep asking what it's actually for and nobody can tell me you know and it's like one of those things like i understand that if you sit here and i think it really just comes down to a business sense you know if we're not making as much money as we're saying we're making um or whatever and then you know they decide they need to increase sales all of a sudden they can just drop that line out um so it's like hey look our profits all went up across the board on all of these restaurants after we did this um, I think is probably the need for it, but it's really once again it's just playing a fucking game. Mm-hmm. That's really what I think it's for, because it's like, yeah. you know, you guys already get the profit, right? Why do you need a line to pay you more profit? I mean, is it a lot? Uh, between five and ten thousand, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean it's significant. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. So again. Wow. <sighs> corporate games, man. Yep. 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 There are a lot of those. Yeah. So I think getting into the food industry, getting out of that food industry into a food truck industry or whatever you want to call it, allows for a better peace of mind. For sure. As well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's literally I don't think I'll be, you know, more stressed by any means. I think I'm gonna be relieved getting rid of a bunch of, you know, just crap that doesn't make any sense. And it'll yeah. be a different set of challenges, but when you have more control of what you're doing and you can actually um, make decisions that need to be made. And if you fuck up, you fuck up and you have to yeah. deal with that. But I think the most of it comes down to 
you know, when you see these things and you go, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. And why would we do this? Why is this this way? And everybody goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's more maddening and more frustrating than anything else. So it's getting out of other people's games and just going back to the basic of what selling food should be, which is making great food for great people. Yep. So... Yeah, I mean, I think for sure we'll still be stressed, you know, just... Yeah, that's part of the game. Yeah, because that's just life. But I think it'll be a different stress, and I think overall we'll have better quality of life. For sure. And, you know, more happiness. And mm-hmm. I don't know if there will be a better work-life balance, but I think it it will more become our life, and right. it's something that we can all be involved in together and, like, a common goal to work toward. Right. And, you know, someday... If we're still doing this in, you know, 10 years or whatever, maybe before then, I don't know, you know, the girls can help and um, and be involved. And well, I mean, eventually I'd like to grow it into a bigger thing and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to necessarily be another food truck, you know, but I definitely want to keep that that small focus, you know, alive. And I Mm -hmm. think that the bigger you try to grow something, the worse it becomes. Yes. Um. You know, so if it's we've had that experience with Mm -hmm. multiple times, yeah. Two of the most Mm -hmm. recent restaurants you were working in, right? The the more you try to grow it, the worse it becomes. Um, And there's nothing about you know getting into the restaurant industry to be a millionaire. You know, there are people that are millionaires in the restaurant industry. Cool, good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, What it's really about for me specifically um, is doing something that I love, making somebody's day better because they had a great meal and they had a good experience. And if if you can continue doing that and pay bills and, you know, get to the point where, yeah, I can hire a couple people and, you know, I can make them successful and we can, you know, make them, you know, eventually open their own truck and, you know, they branch out or whatever. And we say, Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, man, I'm going to bankroll you now. You know, you get to live your dream now. Right. That to me would be more rewarding. Oh, for sure. You know, just, you know, I I think that actually is probably a better idea for me. I don't know if I want to go full restaurant. Um, Maybe I do want to run mine and then um, get to the point where, you know what, I'm going to help him get his dream. I'm going to help him get his dream Mm -hmm. because getting a financing for this kind of shit is ridiculous, you know? Um, and if, if that's what it takes to get something going, I think that's actually a better long-term deal. Yeah. People that I enjoy, people that, uh, work hard, that want to do a good job, mm-hmm. but you know what? Yeah. You don't, you don't know people with a million dollars and banks are pains in the ass. So yeah. Yeah. Here you go, man. I got you. Yeah. Well, we were talking earlier and I, I mean, I guess it might be a different episode. Um, sure. you know, but the budgeting thing mm-hmm. and the getting out of debt thing and mm-hmm. all of that, you know, I would love, I hear these stories of people buying other people's groceries, Sure. you know, and I mean, that's a, that's a dream that I have to be able to do, right. you know, I, I can't do that right. We can't do that right now, but I would yeah. love to go to the grocery store someday with like a thousand bucks and just, Hey, look, I see you got you your know, three kids and you're go, screaming and I've been there. Here, yeah, I got your groceries. Exactly. Yeah. You know, go go in line, stand in line with a candy bar behind, you know, somebody mm-hmm. that looks like they're struggling or having a terrible day. And, and just be like, hey, can just, you add this to it and just, then pay for all of it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just well, buy it all, you know? You know, that's one of those things that in the Casa Canoes podcast, the restaurant podcast that, you know, Brittany and I talked about is that... Um, if you have the means, then you should do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's just putting better into the world. Right. You know, those people that, you know, make a bunch of money and they just hoard it and they just sit on it and they don't actually spend it and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it doesn't make the world a better place. Yeah, you made good money. Cool. Awesome. Good for you. You didn't do anything with it. Though. Right. You didn't make an impact, you know, whatever. That's really what matters. Right. And that's why I think that, uh, 
Yeah, it's running long. I think if you can make an impact, you should. Oh, yeah. So, I know, right? <clears throat> so with that, I guess uh, we can do the final thoughts here, which mine obviously will be, uh, if you can make an impact, you should. What do you got? Oh, that's what I was going to say. I win. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I guess we both brought it up. Hmm. I mean, no, just, you know, making an impact, wanting to make an impact. I mean, obviously, you know, I want to make impacts in different ways, but that's just because of my passions and my experiences and, you know, things that I've been through and, mm -hmm. you know, because my daily experiences are different than your daily experiences, right. you know? For and sure. so, I mean, that's definitely something that we both have mm -hmm. in mind, you know, right. to be able to do is just to make an impact. So that's it. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, buddy. I think we may have three people listening right now, so it's really <laughs> fine. Um, but thanks for listening. We can uh, go back over something else another time. So. Sounds good. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.